Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. The public beta for iPad OS 16 is live. For those of us not brave enough to test out the new software before it's fully polished, what's it like? I'm Roger Chang, and this is your Daily Charge. With me to discuss the new OS is our resident iPad expert, Scott Stein. Welcome, Scott. Hey, thanks, Roger. So overall, how do you feel about iPad OS 16? Well, it's tough to tell what is really happening versus the beta, because right now it's the public beta. And, and the thing is, public betas are, are, are buggy. And I would say that don't install this at all on a main device. It's kind of weird that we talk about this because I feel like we're getting a preview of what's coming in the fall. Don't install it. But if you're curious, it, I mean, it is somewhat functional. That's the lead into saying it's weird. And I, I mean weird on a couple levels. The beta is buggy for the features that I want. I've gotten some crashes and things and apps not loading right. But the central thing, there's a whole bunch of stuff going with iPad OS. A lot of it is like, the features in iOS 16. But the only thing I really care about is the multitasking. That's Stage Manager, which is this new multitasking concept that they've introduced. It's going to be on the Mac too. And that introduces all these new windows that you can lay out and pop up. But that's okay. The more interesting part is the full monitor support because before you had you could only mirror a monitor with your iPad. Now you can connect it and put four apps up there. I mean, only four, but that's still a lot more than you had before. And so I really love it for that, but it doesn't work like a Mac <laughs> and not entirely. So I found that that was frustrating at times. I found the language of stage manager, like the layout and how you zoom things and things to be um, pretty confusing, even for me. And I don't think that bodes particularly well it feels like the beginning of Apple trying to figure this out more. Well, yeah, let, let's talk about these elements one by one. Let, let's just start with stage manager and the multitasking aspect, which, you know, we've, we've obviously been following the progression of this for years. Uh, just to sort of refresh uh, and give our listeners a bit of a, a grounding on this, like how, what is different about, well, what is stage manager and, and how is it different from the previous attempts at multitasking. Yeah, Apple keeps trying to make multitasking work more and, and work better and but and without putting Mac OS on an iPad. So like the first step, they started doing the split screening stuff that you can do on iPads for a while. And then they tried to revamp it last year by having a new little button on top that you could more supposedly more easily swap in apps, but I think it was still pretty confusing and didn't do anything really different. Now, Stage Manager is this mode you turn on that allows the allows up to four apps on your iPad or plus four apps on your monitor to be moved uh, like windows and resized and seemingly with freedom, but not really. So you know, the difference is that you don't get stuck with that same limited set of views that you had before, but it's not as freeform as a Mac. So you can shrink and expand windows, 
but only so much. It kind of bounces back when you try to do it more in some instances. And the layout, um, it kind of like force overlays apps in a certain way. So it's not as casual as like, you know, the way you can just lay them out in any way on a Mac. Um, there's some overlap. There's sometimes they want to snap to position. And it, it's it, it also like, that, that's what's basically going on with Stage Manager. But it's it's the whole thing needs to be toggled on. It's not actually on by default. And that's the, the slightly weird thing going on with this thing. So is this, I mean, it's part of the wonkiness, the fact that it is a beta or is this, is this what the finished feature is supposed to look like? It's both. It's both right now. <laughs> because I think the first part, and that's the part that's like trying to untangle. This stage manager itself, even knowing to turn it on, most people I think won't know about. You have to bring it, you have to pull down the control center and there's a little square with three dots. That's stage manager turning on, uh, the, the stage manager button. Who's going to see that? You know, like I feel like your average person using an iPad. And also this only works on M1 iPads. So it's not like that's a, those are expensive iPads. Your average iPad owner won't even really have this option. But it's, it's a feature within iOS, or iPad OS. So you turn that on. And then what's weird is that you get this second dock on the sides. You have your dock on the bottom for your apps. There's a second dock that shows all the open groups of apps. So that stays around and like if you if you bundle apps together, they stay in a grouping. But if you have an app already open, it stays on its own. But you can drag things on and off that dock. And then in addition, there's the three dots above each window, which you can tap to zoom apps to full size. Or that's how you move an app from your iPad to the monitor as opposed to dragging it. So that's a lot of little things to learn. and. Um, and also that side dock can kind of shrink your available space unless you expand your app. So it's a lot of fiddling, but that's like, that's the first part. The second part is that apps are not fully optimized for this yet. I've had, um, first of all, I have things like Netflix uh, running sideways on on my iPad, mon on, the, on my monitor. Uh, yeah, launching Settlers of Catan, trying to put it on the monitor, went sideways for some reason, but apps haven't updated, you know, for iPad OS 16 yet. Um, there's also stuff like Apple's own uh, Apple TV app for playing your movies that you purchased. Like it, it defaults to playing on the monitor. And then I tried to drag it or move it back to the iPad to like, you know, watch a movie on the iPad while working on the monitor. It didn't even do that. So I couldn't make that happen. Um, so there's a lot of weird stuff like that. Plus like audio defaulted to the monitor. So I couldn't listen to my iPad speakers to work, I'd put in AirPods. Um, and then there are just random crashes that happen. Sometimes if I have you know, multiple apps open, things will, things will reboot. Or if I unplug and repug the monitor or move apps between windows, they suddenly turn black. So like something was, was blanking them out and then I had to restart them. So a lot of stuff going on here that was messy. Yeah, and like as noted, this is a, a public beta. Uh, beta meaning this is not, you know, the the final version. There are bound to be bugs there. I mean, do you think that a lot of this stuff gets cleaned up, or at its core, some of the the weirdness or the the wonkiness of the interface will carry through when this thing actually gets finalized and polished? I mean, I think the I think a large part of the crashing and the absolute and where weirdly will get fixed. 
Although it's interesting. I don't know if there's going to be a part that's like overwhelming the iPad and, and kind of like pushing it too hard. I guess we'll have to see. I don't, I don't I have no idea about that, but I'm assuming a lot of that gets fixed. The other part of the interface, you know, Apple's had, there's been criticisms about the iPad becoming too complex with its gestures and its language and, um, yeah. you know, and that you get to this point where, you know, how are you going to know how to do all that? That definitely carries over here. I, it feels to me like a beta within a beta, you know, like a, that, that stage manager is the beginning of Apple trying to figure this out. I love that the monitor is fully supported. I think that's one step. I think the I still think the final step is to put Mac OS on an iPad. Whether they do that by really putting Mac on an iPad or whether we're looking several years down the road to the point where Mac, Mac OS and iOS just kind of melt together. But yeah. it, it feels like we're watching evolution by like, we say this every year, by like, you know, painfully slow iterations. And so I'm, I'm seeing this and I'm going, I feel like they're going to retune this, whether it's mid-year or the next iPad OS. There are certainly awkward parts of the interface that I wonder if they're going to wait to hear feedback on. I mean, that's why they have a public beta. You know, you compare this to a bit to Samsung's DeX, which is its ability to plug in a Galaxy S smartphone into a a hub or a monitor and basically turn it into a computer. Uh, I'm curious when you make that comparison, uh, when you say that, is that a good thing or a bad thing? It's a good thing. I didn't mean it as a bad thing, but I meant it as a, like, this is not a new thing, you know? And I think that's where you know, we look at stuff and we go like, oh, the iPad's got monitor support. So, so cool. But like a lot of things have had monitor support, um, yeah. you know, and we've been waiting for the iPad to have this. And it's interesting that Samsung has allowed this on a lot of their products. The Samsung stuff, you know, I found it, and this is years ago when I looked at it, surprisingly decent for working, better than I thought. I, I don't think I'd want it, you had to sit down with a keyboard and a mouse or something too, like it wasn't meant to be portable. And the same thing with the iPad, if you're sitting with a monitor, it's yeah. not something you're gonna fully take advantage of on the go in the same way, but it can work. And I think that's that's how I felt in ways about iPadOS right now with 16, where it is running, unlike Dex, which kind of did create slightly different versions at times of the apps, but in a similar way, it laid out things that were meant more for touchscreen into a monitor and you got to use your, your cursor and stuff. So it works, but like, I really want it to be more flexible. And I think that it's it's going to get there, but you... You know, how many people are going to have the patience for this versus like, oh, there are laptops you can buy. Um, and what is an iPad really best used for? I think this is like, you know, we still have people wondering, do you buy a MacBook Air or do you buy an iPad? And the, and the decision has not been made any easier or it has not been made more tempting that much to to think of the iPad as a true laptop replacement. Right. And uh, you mentioned earlier that you know some of these features work on the, the M1 iPad. I I'm curious in the breakdown of the features uh, with iPad OS 16, what M1 iPads will get versus what, you know, traditional uh, pre M1, you know, um, traditional kind of A chip iPads would get uh, in terms of feature set. Well, the big thing is definitely stage manager and the multitasking, which it, as much as I say that it's like, not that great right now. I think this is Apple's commitment going forward. 
So like, it's also about future proofing. Like, I think that any iPad now that doesn't have an M1 could possibly be left in the dust on where the iPad OS evolves in years to come. Hard to tell. Um, I think there's also promises that they're gonna, you know, make more of the of the M1 for for graphics and for you know for video processing. And that that's kind of the main thing. But you really have to like be power using an iPad, I think, to think about those parts as M1 advantages. I think the multitasking part is more interesting. Um, but again, like when I was working on the iPad itself, unless you have the 12.9 inch iPad, the screen is really small to take advantage of multiple windows like that. I kind of felt like, you know, a lot of the time I either, I wanted to just kind of use the whole app. It sounds like I'm backtracking on my dream of multitasking, but it's more like I want to be a little more flexible with it. And breaking things into multiple windows, especially when they're so rigid in the in the sort of ways they can be expanded still, sometimes felt like it's really only one more window than we had before. Like you can put three apps in a layout on the iPad now. So it's really just going up to four. Got it. All right, well, uh, Scott, thanks for your time and looking forward to your next few updates on this beta. You can check out his hands-on impressions with the OS on cnet.com. If you have any questions, ping me on Twitter at RogerWJ. And if you liked what you heard, please rate and subscribe to the podcast. It really helps us out. For The Daily Charge, I'm Roger Chang. Thanks for listening.